0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of our weekly all-sports podcast. We are batting practice, of course. Sorry we missed you last week. It was a crazy week. Double snowstorm, frigid temperatures, no power, no Wi-Fi. But we're back. We got our Wi-Fi back. It's still freezing cold. There's like eight feet of snow on the ground. But we're here. We're thriving. Boys, how are we feeling? This fine? Sunday afternoon
1: Sunday afternoon is this our first ever time recording on a Sunday I think it is so yeah I think so here we are we're good it's it's American football day playoffs playoffs Playoffs. we got (laughs) a game on and once this is done once we're done recording that's what I'm gonna go throw on but right now we're focused. I have nothing on, nothing on in the background. We're focused on SoRare. We're focused on the podcast right now. And uh, ironically,
2: I'm building rivals teams, though. I, I'm, there you uh, go. Honest. You're, uh, well, on, that's unfocused. still you're
1: not you're not like watching the Lions game. You could be doing that. I don't right? care. There you go. They're not on SoRare. No. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you're you're relevant. You're staying relevant somewhat. Yeah, but live commentary. Go. I have no rewards to report, unfortunately. I won a Rivals game, so that was cool. I only won yeah. a tickets for the arena, but that was cool. I've won a bunch of Rivals games since, too. I'm I'm kind of figuring it out, the custom tactics, kind of figuring out who, what to play, where to play them. I like how different games have different caps, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. So, but that's about it. Andrew, did you win any rewards recently, dude? The or
2: whale, the whale, the whale comes the whale through. Always wins. The whale rewards. always. I mean, knock on wood. I actually no no this. I had a blank game week once, but but not not too often. Um, I won a Chris Duarte, uh, who is on the Kings. He was a tier five. Only sells for about $2, but I like him because he's a 10 cap. It um, has the potential when certain players are out or if they have a lot of games in a row, he's dropped in the thirties. And I think he might've hit 40 once before. So talking about a 30 point cap uh, out performance. So I love those kind of guys that can play in. Uh, I don't, I think he's my first Kings player from this year. So I don't He'll he'll be the start of my collection. Not, um, but, yeah, I think the collection game has definitely given me a reason. You know, I might have been like, yeah, I don't really need them. I'll sell them. But I don't know. Now with collections, I'm I i uh, I'm keeping them around.
1: Hey. But there I'm more go.
2: excited, though, for uh, my current game week that will be uh, finished by the time this podcast comes out. I'm in 20th place. Ooh. Uh, in limited uh champion with the potential to even get higher uh because kyle kuzma underperformed he only put up 27 Mm -hmm. plays again today and if he puts up let's see i don't know how far away first is from where i currently am but this will be my test of can i use the ui um let's see so the, the current the current leader has 304 points and I have 277. So I guess wow. Kyle Kuzman have to go a little bit nuclear. Um, or someone else would have to improve upon. Maybe Cam Thomas, we'll talk about later, drops even <laughs> more points. Maybe there's another couple celebrities at the game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this would be my best finish ever in limited champion. Um, so fingers crossed, Kyle Kuzma delivers. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll report back on the next pod. Fingers yeah.
1: crossed. That's definitely our highest finish and champion this year for sure, between us three. So,
2: but one, one thing, and I'm curious if you guys, guys do this. Uh I did. I did fall into a little bit of a pattern where SD would suggest lineup, and I would just click submit. Um, but I really, I'm in this in this kind of is, is starting to double down for me. It really wanted me to play TJ McConnell and miles Turner in the same lineup. Um, I think likely because they uh, is Halliburton out or something, um, or maybe they had a good stretch. Um, but you, but both though, but the algorithm thought both would do well, but I, again, if you're playing somewhere, the way I see it, you know, I think in football kind of people complement each other more. Like if you have Harry Kane and you have Sané, you know, both can have a really good game. And in fact, if Sané has a good game, Harry Kane is probably more likely to. I don't, I really don't feel that way in, in basketball. Um, and so, it, and I tried to put that to the test. So I kept Turner, who put up 70, and TJ McConnell put up two. So if I would have kept the lineup that SC suggested, uh, I definitely would not be in this position. But I'm curious, like, do you guys think about stacking or... Are you anti? St- I guess I'm an anti-stacker um, when it <laughs> comes to when it comes to basketball.
1: I think it depends. It um, depends on the positions they play. Usually, I'll like I'll throw Giannis in, but if I'm throwing Giannis in, I'll throw maybe someone else in who won't really take away from him. Like Giannis and Brooke work very well between one another. Like Giannis can act as a big man, Brooke can act as and Brooke can shoot, Giannis can't really shoot, but Giannis can pose as a threat, so he can dish it out to Brooke who can shoot, and that'll work double. It's kind of like fantasy football, fantasy American football, when you have a quarterback and a receiver. If that quarterback throws to that receiver, you're getting double the points there for two touchdowns. So if you do have that ability to get assists and um a three-pointer and points all in the same play, that's big. But there are a lot of teams, too, where it's not going to work like that. Uh, and there's a lot of games within the Bucks organization where Brooke and Giannis aren't going to work like that. And I would say out of the three so rare sports, stacks definitely matter the least in NBA. I don't know.
2: I like I see the positions more like a, a, a two wide receivers or or maybe if we're using different positions, a running back and a wide receiver. Where if you watch a game like. If that's, the wide receiver scores a touchdown. Be.
1: It can't be because they don't interact. I
2: mean, well, of course, but you're, I mean, of, in American football, the players are more binary. It's someone scores a touchdown, someone doesn't. Generally, there's only four touchdowns per game. In an NBA game, there's probably 50 baskets that are made. That's that, Okay,
1: that's that's not what I was trying. I was just saying that that's how they interact. It's but I don't know. They, if I, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Hold on one second. I'm just not necessarily oh, well, I'm not at all. I'm not saying that it's like fantasy football. I'm saying that they interact just as a quarterback and a receiver can interact. Right. I'm so not you're saying, positing
2: that they have a positive correlation. But I don't I don't not know necessarily if I that.
1: no, no, not necessarily. I'm just saying if I were to stack, that's where I would go about it. Hmm. I'm I'm not necessarily saying they have a positive correlation. Um I would say there are teams and players that do. I would say teams with chemistry. If teams are hot, if teams are going in hot, like the Timberwolves up until yesterday, were really hot. The Pacers are hot. If the Pacers are going to develop new chemistry with Pascal Siakam, you might want to throw him in there with a Halliburton or something like that. But if if they start cooling off, you're going to see start to see that real quick in your lineups too. I don't know, Josh, what do you, what do you think?
0: Yeah, um, I think in certain circumstances, it's okay. And I think the extent of stacking in the NBA is two players. Um, I would never probably recommend three players on the same team or more in the same lineup. Um, so I guess when we're referencing this, we're talking about two players on the same team. Um, and I think there are certain games, certain matchups, certain injuries that, that that's Okay um just a recent example the Bucks were playing the Pistons yesterday uh Dame put up 83 and um let's see here and Brooke put up 55 so like if you play those two guys together they both outscored their projections by quite a lot um and they like Jacob was saying they kind of complement each other they play different positions um Dame will make shots get assists, will get rebounds, get points, get some assists too. Um, so I think, I think if it's more so a point guard, a power forward, somebody like that matching up with a five, a big man, that, that makes sense. But again, it's only certain circumstances. And for example, when the second best team in the East is playing the worst team in the That's East, true. it kind of makes sense.
1: <laughs> if yeah. the
0: Bucks are playing the Celtics, I don't think I would put Dame and Brooke in the same lineup. But
2: again, it, it kind of depends on on injuries and the matchups. That's a good point. Yeah, when you're when you're taking advantage of a team that, yeah, if you're playing, if you're going against the Pistons versus going up against the Nuggets, you know, that's the, like there are tiers to the matchups. But no, I I, I see your I see your argument there. Hmm.
0: Then again, if if Dame puts up 40 shots in a night and is the only one shooting, and Brooks not getting the rebounds, like that could hurt you. <laughs> but if Brooks getting all the rebounds and getting put back points and assists and so on, then it's gonna help. So it kind of
2: depends, like we said, which is the worst answer ever. But it's the truth. Right. But I would say unlike uh soccer, which we're talking in rivals. I am a big fan. I don't mind playing T or players from the same game that are on opposite teams in rivals or, you know, then, because generally the way the soccer matrix works, there's a lot of, if an offensive action or plus outcome is oftentimes, and then a negative outcome for the other side. Whereas, you know, there's really no minus for points given up. There's minus for turnovers. Um, But, you know, if Giannis balls out and you also have Cade on the other side, you know, they'll both, they can both have good games. Exactly. Well,
0: I think that leads us to our, our fun segment for the NBA. Jacob want to hit us with the player of the week.
1: Yeah. So NBA, we got player of the week. Sorry. We should say so rare player of the week number three for game weeks 2020 2020 (laughs) so rare mvp for game weeks 24 and 25 i believe is what we got going on this week let me just let me just make sure we got that right so i have it right for when i edit this for youtube and for youtube shorts so right now it's currently what it's currently game week 26 all right sweet Game week 24 25. All right. Your So Rare MVP for game weeks 24 and 25 is Brooklyn Nets. Cameron Thomas, not Cameron Johnson, Cam Thomas for your Brooklyn Nets. Cam Thomas has an average of 19 on So Rare and he put up 48 points against the Lakers. He came off the bench and he put up 33 points. That's almost unheard of. Coming off the bench and we're actually going to do a little guest spotlight in this this player of the week this mvp usually i try and run through it all by myself but andrew would you like to explain why um, (laughs) would you like to explain why cam thomas this week put up so many points coming off of the bench
2: you know I, i think one of the most unique things about the nba is just the ability for people to sit courtside like in, in, I mean, soccer and for baseball, yes, people sit close to the field, but for their safety, you can't exactly sit right next to the pitch or the, the baseball diamond. you'd probably get, get hit. Um, and there's, of course, there's, there's the viral videos of people behind home plate in front of the cameras, but basketball, there's nothing like it. And when you're playing in LA, you never know who is going to show up and, Honestly, you know, you're probably expecting a few A-listers to be there. Uh, so when the Brooklyn Nets were taking on the Lakers at home in L.A., uh, Tate McRae and Olivia Rodrigo showed up to go to go watch. Because, you know, you've got money, you got time. Uh, why not go have some fun? And Cam Thomas. Uh, I don't know if this is something that a lot of NBA players do, but I think they look around when they go on the – when they go on the court, you know, maybe you stare down the other team, you know, maybe there's like a coach or someone that you worked with before you're like kind of looking for them, maybe families in the crowd, but for whatever reason, Cam noticed, uh, both of the two sitting on the sidelines and let's just say he, he wanted to, he wanted to prove himself and and show them that he is a good basketball player. Um, and yeah, he put it on a, he put on an audition dropping, like Jacob said, uh, 48 slower points. Uh um, 48. That's I mean, again, like the nature of the mate or of the way to win, you gotta out have people that outperform their cap. And uh yeah, I think uh the next time if we can learn who's gonna be at these Lakers games, you know, maybe maybe we take the team that they're playing if if the right people are there.
1: <laughs> yeah, the so what we, what we gotta do. Exactly. What we gotta do is instead of following your favorite players on social media you have to follow athletes sorry follow celebrities that you think that Mm -hmm. these players might be fans of and if these these athletes or sorry again if these celebrities are posting on their stories on their twitter on their instagram that they're going to the lakers game you might want to pick some of these younger guys up and uh they're gonna ball out just like cam thomas did 33 points coming off the bench three rebounds four assists Put up four three pointers too, as well. Uh, only one turnover, but he counteracted that with one steal as well. So Cam Thomas is your so rare MVP player of the week, number three. Shout out to him, whether he did it for your so rare team, whether he did it for himself to prove something, or whether he did it for the ladies. He's got the reward this week.
2: Dude, maybe, maybe you want to watch tonight, Jabari Walker. The Trailblazers are going. They're playing uh, the Lakers in LA. Maybe he's one to watch. He's t- only 21 years old. <laughs> All right. What's uh, what's the SoRA average? Ooh, let's see. Okay, uh, Jabari Walker. He is sitting on a 24. He's a rookie wow. this year. Yeah. Um, okay. And his highest So5 performance is a 42. Uh, So he's pretty, pretty consistent, Um, gets regular minutes. He did have one of his better games this whole season uh, against the Pacers of all teams. So, yeah, so maybe he's ready to go in L.A., show up, see who's sitting courtside. And, yeah, if the right people are there, maybe he he has a good game too. (laughs) (laughs) This is the thing we're going to do now.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, there's actually a full seven minute long video um, on YouTube Titled When Players Try to Impress the Courtside Baddies. Um, so this is this yep. is not not a made-up thing. This is a very real thing. Um, I think very mm. famously, I want to say it was Jordan Poole did the same yes. thing when yes, he was in he LA.
2: He, he did um, yes, I think I Austin who.
0: Reeves also in mm. LA. All the Lakers players just like showing out for the baddies, I guess. Um,
2: but yeah. There's, so is this there's is very
0: this...
2: go ahead. Is this only in LA, or are there? Um, can there we find? A, I mean, a lot. A lot of them are LA. Let's see that's where all the celebs are at. It's got to be that or Miami, like one oh, That's two.
1: true. That's true.
2: But most in LA. To oh, point, um,
0: I've there's one from uh, Golden State, so California. Um, okay, so not LA. That could have been.
1: That could have been uh, Jordan. Similar.
0: Moore. Yeah. We're right. Um, I, I Yeah. I think the Jordan Poole one, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but it's kind of funny. It's definitely a real thing.
2: It's amazing. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other yeah, the Jordan Poole one was also um Golden State. So in <laughs> San Fran, but <laughs> that's funny. Uh but it's a very real thing, I guess. So be on the lookout. Whenever your players yeah. go to LA, maybe
2: maybe boost them up into your lineups. <laughs> but yeah, but but you got to check on the relationship status, though. You got to know who, who are your who are your bachelors, who are your committed people. Um, so if they don't have a ring on it, expect them to ball out. True. Even if they have a ring on it. <laughs> Just
1: kidding. Oh <laughs> what? You're Kristen the only Thompson? one that's married in this call yeah. right now. So yeah. That's I also am sketch. not a
0: professional basketball player, but historically speaking. Uh, anyway, um, I think that's enough of, of that conversation. Um, <laughs> let's talk rivals. What do you say? We haven't had a chance. I know it's been out for a little bit of time now, but uh, we haven't all been together and had the chance to to talk about it. So I think now is a great time to dive in we've all had some experience with it so i feel like we can have uh, a better conversation about it but let's talk rivals what what are we thinking how is it going so far
1: i love it um i talked about it a bit last week on the solo cast but i love it it's it's such a great way to get new people involved i was just with a friend this past week trying to convince him to download it because he's heard of it but he just hasn't gone out of his way because he's too busy playing regular fantasy premier league but it's it, i wish they had more games i wish they had all of the games there were a lot of fa cup games that they were missing which kind of sucked um but i understand if there's licensing and stuff with that problems come with that or if they just don't cover them all on rivals i don't know but I will say that I do wish they had more games. But other than that, it's fun. It's fun challenging you guys. It's fun challenging random people. I'm probably winning percentage probably 60, 70%. So I'm I'm not doing terribly, but I'm not doing really well either. But I like it. Fun. It's cool that you can win too. Free to play completely.
2: Yeah, it's, it's so different than you know, normal so rare in terms of picking players from a single game. You know, I again like in football, I I usually avoid um playing people on the same unless they're of course on the same team. But like for example, this week I had um a Celta Vigo and a Real Sociodad player they were going up against each other. Um in Rivals I played uh both of them, but for my main lineup that I'm trying to hit threshold in, I did not play one of the players cuz i cuz one is a forward and one is a defender so if one scores it's going to hurt the other one um so yeah so i i'm i enjoy the fact that it's it's a bit of a challenge and it's different from the main game um and but honestly i i feel i feel overwhelmed by how many games there are really uh, yes i mean you like don't today. have to play them all well, that's, that's the thing. But I feel like, I feel like I do. Um, because if you want to move up the leaderboard, you you have like the more games you play, the more, the higher up you go. Um, right. if you can win the reward boxes, then, you know, that's how you get arena tickets and you get arena tickets and you can enter multiple games per day. Um, like I think right now I'm sitting on like four or five tickets. So I, I still could play more games. Um, so I don't know. It's just like having an ETH balance and so rare. I feel like if I have it, I got to spend it and I got to do it. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just my um, uh, my thing, but yeah, I, it's hard for me not to just like. I feel like I feel like I have FOMO. Uh, if I like go like this morning, I was busy. And I didn't I didn't play as many games, um, and I was like, oh crap! Like other people are climbing up the leaderboard because I'm not playing right now, and uh, it's hard because you have to be tuned in, but. I don't know. Maybe have is this just me, or have you felt that way as well?
1: Ah, oh, I wish there were more games, at least a few more. Um, it would it would strategically it would like because you can't buy you can't get arena tickets any other way, or can you?
2: Not right now. Just which just, well you can you get two two per day, I think.
1: Right, one per day. Day? I
2: swear it's like one it every 12 would, it hours would really, or something like okay, that. Yeah. Maybe.
1: It would strategically or it would cause you to have to strategically use your arena tickets if there were a bunch of matches out there.
2: Right, which now, there if,
1: they, if they do want to implement paying for tickets in the future, that would make that totally worthless because you could buy as many tickets as you wanted. You wouldn't have to strategically use them. You could just enter every single tournament pay to win or pay to play like a slot machine so i i don't know i think i wish there were more there were more games i guess like you, the way the way oh, go, ahead, Josh. go ahead
0: are you entering the arena every time you enter a lineup no okay
1: what there's been some where i've only challenged you guys
2: I feel like so, so. I don't know what your guys' strategy is, but I guess I'm trying to climb up the or try to get as many points as I can. Right now, the upside for winning is you get 20, downside for losing is you lose five. So as long as I win one out of every four games, I'm like moving forward or I'm breaking even. Right. Um, and so I don't know. Like if, if, if the math, like so right now, I feel like Rivals is like a quantity over quality game. Like I feel like to win you just have to spam out as many lineups as you can um now if they if they changed it where it was like up like win 20 lose 20 then I think that's a little bit more more fun because you know that way if I don't enter a lineup I'm like well I didn't lose 20 but I also didn't yeah. like gain 20 so I think like the way it just like for me I don't know why like the gate the gate and don't get me wrong it's sucking me in a whole, like full-heartedly um I just feel like uh every time i'm not playing it i'm i'm like missing out on potentially like, climbing up the leaderboards are you have you run out of tickets yet then
0: no no so you're not you're not submitting more than two lineups a day basically into the arena or do you have enough of a base of tickets
2: already that it's not a problem i mean well let me get the, so during the week, there's obviously not as many matches. So, mo- like most right. of the ma- like football matches are on like unless it's a Champions League week week or there's this Afcon tournament. But most of the time, you know, there- there's not as many games during the week as there are over the weekend. Meanwhile, on the weekend, there's probably hundreds of games uh, that you could enter. So, I guess I've I've I haven't like run into it where like tickets have become scarce for me. Like, like even today, like I have, I have four left and I just entered two arena lineups. While, um we were setting up this podcast, but I don't know. Like if, if I, if I didn't have as much, obviously I would, I would think differently about when I'm entering. Um, granted, if I don't go on a five game win streak, uh, I might actually then need more tickets. Um, but I don't know. It's, It's a it's a wait I, I feel like I'm still uh sussing it out.
0: Yeah, so like tomorrow, if you if you really went in, there's ten games you could actually submit a rivals lineup into. Um I don't know how many tickets you guys have, but I have twelve right now. So that would be ten of my what? twelve. Well you
2: have
1: twelve? You have twelve arena tickets?
0: Holy
2: cow, why You're not spending them,
0: man. Yeah. I am. I'm doing like two a day, but clearly, if I did did 10 a day, then I would run out in one day. Mm -hmm. And then I could only do like one or two per day based on when I claim my tickets. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I don't, because there's not another way to get tickets at this point unless I win enough in a row to open a box and assume I get tickets or. I just do however many I can do based on what I claim for a day. So I like having a little bit of a base in case I want to do a few more like on the weekend or something like that, um, where I can like be more in tune with my lineups. Whereas tomorrow, like if I set my lineups and I'm at work, I won't be able to like really look at who's starting and, and all that sort of stuff. But I guess that's the, that's what I don't I like I don't really know what the strategy is like you said it's more of a a quantity thing right now but it's a little bit of both where you don't want to spam 10 lineups and
2: lose all of them <laughs> right cuz you're like cuz again like in the beginning it is easier to accrue arena tickets because it's like go on a one game win streak go on a three game win streak I've done those now I have to win 5 in a row because um, what's what's interesting, unlike like Streak for the Cash, which we used to play, the streak resets every time you claim a box. So if you win three in a row, you don't have to win two more to get to five. You have to then win five more games. So the, and the streaks get progressively longer um, over time. So of course, like the ability to like, yeah, so I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I am thinking about it a little bit differently and maybe I should be like holding on to my tickets more. Um, but it definitely feels like right now the strategy is to obviously play as many as you can, but ideally win, win them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a balance of just like sending out crappy lineups. You didn't put much thought into versus just, I don't know, thinking about it and then, uh, you know, not entering as many as you probably could have just spammed out. And it's, it's
0: not, it's, more to me it's more of a fun game mode where it's it's actually nice to not have to worry about like extreme strategy and and going on server data and scouting and all that like it's more of a fun game mode where you can just pick your lineups and challenge your friends and and that sort of stuff and you can win rewards which is cool but that's not necessarily like the main goal of it um but i guess my one like strategic thing that i've been doing is is kind of looking at where teams fall. For example, like Byron this morning going up against um, Werder Bremen. 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 Um, that's an ideal matchup for Byron, even though they lost. But looking at that before the game started, like picking up Byron stack, that felt good. And then the Liverpool game against Bournemouth, like there's no reason Liverpool shouldn't be beating bournemouth and they did four 0 so i guess like i've been kind of stacking it based on on matchups at this point um but if during the week there isn't as good of matchups or it's like Afcon games that i don't feel as confident about i might not do as much i guess but other than that i'm just having fun with it i'm just picking my lineups and rolling
2: So you, so you don't like look at who's been scoring well over the last couple of games or like you just, you, you don't use silver data to set your lineups? Nope. I'll look at
0: like their their L5 and see like if they're, if they've scored well in their last couple of games and maybe they're, they're hot right now. But other than that, I don't really like scout or anything. I might pull up the actual lineup and look at the formation and see. If it's a defender, are they a wing back or a midfielder? Are they more of an attacking mid or a defending mid? That kind of stuff, I guess. Maybe I put more strategy into it than I'm giving myself credit.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I guess it's kind it's,
0: of sh- it's fast. It's not like uh it's not like I'm sitting down for 20 minutes and saying my rival lineup, you know? It's like, oh, there's this came on. Oh, Girona's playing Sevilla. All right. I'll let me sit down for five minutes and set my lineup, you know?
2: I don't know. I, I feel like I, I have a, a little bit of a process that I'm taking and, and yeah, so that maybe that is kind of why like it feels more of a chore to enter him or cause I, again, like I'm weighing like as many as I can versus trying to put out good ones. The first thing I look at is what are the odds who's going to win the game according to sports books? Uh, generally you know, like the Byron game or the Liverpool game. I'm sure they, Liverpool and Bayern were heavy favorites. There's other matches that it's more more close. Um, that's the first thing I look at, and then depending if it's if it's close, I'll try to have a mixed team. Um, so I'll, so it's a little bit more research than it is if it's just a huge blowout. Um, but if it's a blowout, I'll just I usually like to just stack five from the from the team that's going to win. Um, but I do then look get sower data to see who's been playing well, who complements each other. Um, yeah, so I don't know if it's – maybe it takes me 10 minutes to set one, but I put some thought into it. I'll say this. I have not set a Rivals lineup that hasn't been a full
1: stack. Really? Wow. Yep. Wow. So For that sure. is – that seems that like a crazy strategy involved – Wait. Okay, so even the even it, it's strategy when it's not strategy.
0: Think about it though. If I pick if I pick Neuer and I pick Delict as as two Bayern players, why would I pick an attacking player from Bremen? That's just going to take away from my Bayern right. defense. Right. Sure, but exactly. what about
1: midfield? Or what okay, about so I a pick team? pick one what midfielder? About, like what about I guess Sevilla to me, versus Girona?
0: Yeah, to what? me it doesn't make sense because if I if I pick. Let's say I pick two players from Girona's defense and I pick one of their attackers. But if I pick a midfielder from uh, Sevilla, they basically, I'm rooting against them to not score.
2: That seems counterintuitive to me. But the
1: midfielders can do so much more than just score. Yeah, to an
2: extent though. Wait, Josh, are you arguing in favor of five-person stacks or against them? In favor. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the favor... I. So if it, so, so Jacob, if if you're Liverpool, Bournemouth, are you are you using all all Liverpool, or maybe that's a little bit of an extreme because it's just such a blowout blowout. But if it's like the tenth versus the uh, second team, you know, maybe it's like still favorites, but not just like one versus twenty.
1: So, if, okay, if it if it were like, if it were. Villa versus Chelsea, which is, it might be 2v10.
2: <laughs> sure.
1: I don't think yeah, it is, yeah. but it might be 2v10. It's close. Um, yeah. I could see myself picking, like, I, so I would definitely stack goalie, defender, striker. And I would stack, team. Yeah. I would stack those three from the team that I think is going to win. Okay. No matter yep. what. And then extra and midfielder, sometimes the other team has a good enough midfielder to mm-hmm. where it's worth picking them. Like sometimes it might be worth picking a Connor Gallagher, even if you think Villa are the favorites and are going to win. You could pick um blanking on Villa defenders right now. You could pick Emmy Martinez, and you can pick Ollie Watkins for right. Villa. And then you could have a Chelsea midfielder and then say maybe like a Douglas Louise to finish it off for, for Villa.
2: I guess I feel like there's like, I,
1: I, you know, let me say, you say you haven't played a lineup other than a full stack. I don't think I've played a lineup with more than a four and one. I don't think I've ever gone three and two before. Mm -hmm. I think it's either been a full stack or four and one,
0: which is fair. I guess in my head, like I reasoned it. And I know that I think midfielders are probably the exception to that rule because if you're picking defenders or attackers on separate teams, then that's counterintuitive because if the attacker scores, your defender goes down. And if the defender gets a clean sheet, your attacker's not scoring. Um, And like you said, midfielders can definitely boost their score to a respectable score um, on separate teams. But I think... A big thing with rivals is getting that decisive and especially having that decisive be someone that your opponent doesn't have which you can't really control um so i guess doing a a four and a one i i haven't come up against anyone in the arena that hasn't had a full stack either so that could be your your differing player that could help you but i think it you are somewhat relying on a decisive there and midfielder getting a decisive to me would either be scoring, assisting or probably clearance off the line, maybe. Um, but if they're on the other team, odds are that could be affecting your attacking players. Or So I don't know, in my head, it just felt like that even for a midfielder, it was slightly counterintuitive. So I've just been going with the full stack.
1: Let me ask you this. If you are playing hypothetically Liverpool-Bournemouth and you have a 55 cat left for your last player, are you going to pick a 39 average for Liverpool who is starting and you have a Liverpool stack for your other four positions or are you going to pick a 55 average midfielder or other position for Bournemouth? are you going to downgrade your cap to fit that stack? Or are there circumstances where you could be convinced like that? Past past
2: cap doesn't predict the future. Like that's just like what they were. That doesn't tell you what it's going to be for this game. What are you talking about? So if someone was a 55 average going into like every, every sober game, everyone starts out at, at 35. Um, Right.
1: Historically, so but say they average fifty five points,
2: right? So that generally means maybe some games they got a a goal or an assist or a decisive right. that took them over that. But if I'm, but if that they're on the other, well, I don't team know why you're I have...
1: explaining this like I'm two years old. Um, I, I understand that. I'm just saying if there, if you have enough cap left in the team that you're setting for rivals. And you have a choice between two players. This isn't for a future game. This is hypothetical. Do you choose a player who has a better average for another team? Would you ever be convinced to choose another player as a better average for another team?
0: Um Yeah. Are you still I think, if, go it was, to that I think if it was a if it was a midfielder and they were performing really well in their last few games and there wasn't another option for the other team that was even remotely close i'd say sure um i guess i haven't really had that scenario come up yet so i don't i don't know just because i haven't had it happen yet um but like i said it would have to be it would have to be a midfielder it would have to be i think midfielder is the only exception i don't see a scenario where it wouldn't be a midfielder i guess unless i'm missing something but Um, It's funny that we're talking about this because, as I said that, the person I'm currently playing in Arena has four Girona players and one Sevilla player. And which? It's a
1: midfielder. So it is a midfielder. So, Nash, we have the exact same team in rivals. Heck, yeah. For Sevilla versus hirona we do. Except the only thing Dol- different, you have the- bit captained, and I have.
0: No, we both have Dobic captained. The only thing different is our tactics, so it's going to come down to our. Tactics. <laughs> no, it's
1: going to come down to tactics. <laughs> you wow, have we have the exact same lineup. That's funny. That's great. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess what I was saying is that I I do believe that there are sometimes players that are better on the non-stack team where you could make a case for them over playing, like, downgrading and playing a player who's lower. In the, it's the same thing in Solar NBA. Um, If you have 30 points left in your cap and you have one player left to fill that position, are you going to play a 22 point player because they have a good matchup or are you going to play a 30 point average player? It could go either way. Sometimes you are going to throw that 22 guy in there because he has a better matchup. Maybe he's projected to score a 35, something crazy.
0: Right. Yeah. I think you could, you could argue for either. Um, I guess going back to it, the one, the one instance would be um to diversify a little bit just because i have seen a lot of similar lineups compared to people that i'm playing against so if you felt pretty confident in one person on the other team that could be a way that you get a different score um i instance yesterday the day before where it was a rivals game and we had very similar lineups um and it might have been like one or two people different but then my guys got subbed out and his didn't so like i couldn't score anymore but he still could score um i should say they could still score but uh i guess that could be a way to to kind of make your lineups different than other people's lineups not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing that depends on the score which we can't really predict but it's a possibility
1: uh okay let me riddle you guys this question because this is something else i talked about last week how or what or are we even going to get rivals for the other two so rare sports i know nba could definitely use it but something i argued against it last week is that we're already we're halfway through the season the all-star game is coming up we're really not going to get it before the all-star game i think that would be crazy soon we haven't gotten the club shop yet And I doubt they're going to just all of a sudden release rivals before they even have the club shop, since those two are somewhat intertwined. So is it so rare NBA even going to get rivals is MLB going to get rivals if they do, do we like where they're going or are we not going to get either two? What do you guys think?
0: Uh, I really hope we get rivals. (laughs) I think it'd be, I think it would translate really well over to the other sports, especially basketball. Um, and like you said, I think basketball kind of needs it right now. So I think it's okay. that it's the middle of the season. Um, I think it's something that could definitely be implemented in the middle of a season. And I think it'd be, uh, extremely fun in basketball. So I, I I'm really hoping so, especially with the NBA.
1: Andrew. Yeah, I agree. What about MLB?
2: So the, the thing I think about with Rivals is it's a huge onboarding tool. I think the biggest, generally with, with any fantasy sport, the most interest you're going to see is before the season starts. Um, so for baseball, we, we naturally, like, the hype is going gonna, gonna, is gonna to be there. So Rivals will only add to that, but I would make the argument that it'll have a bigger impact for basketball than it will be for MLB, assuming they're released around the same time. Like right now for MOB I feel like we're in a little bit of a rut. Yes, the All-Star games coming up, playoffs are a couple months away. Um you mean But the initial NBA? hype right. The, yeah. the initial hype of um the season is isn't there, which is when most people get excited about playing games. So I think Rivals could be a pretty like uh like an adrenaline shot into uh the NBA product. Um Whereas I think baseball, you know, for the first couple of months of the season, people will just be excited because baseball is back. Um, and I'm sure they'll be excited to play rivals too, but I would expect it to be in both or it come out for both sports, given the the classic product homogenization, like to talk about. Um, yeah, Our know, weekly segment. Yeah.
0: No, but I think, uh, like you said, I think the All-Star game would actually be the perfect time to introduce it how about of the first week of rivals it's the all-star game and your rivals team is picking people from the all-star game and that would be the first week of it mm,
1: i think I'd that could be
0: a very good time to actually introduce it i think that'd be extremely fun
1: yeah because the, the all-star game is the most competitive
0: well that's the thing but that i think would that'd be, be kind of it yeah. would be interesting
1: it would be funny for sure
0: but <laughs> it'd be a weird would,
1: strategy yeah. i i don't know i think they need to release the club shop first and we haven't heard anything mm. about that. right now something else that say they release the club shop rivals rivals weekend <laughs> um they released the club shop all-star weekend and then maybe at the beginning of the mlb season there's still basketball going on they release rivals for the start of the mlb season but then also for the nba season so a little bit end of the year sort of thing otherwise they still have common competitions for nba when did they take away those in soccer before they added rivals like how many months was it when they took away the draft and then added rivals? It was like a few months, I believe.
2: Yeah, it was a couple months ago. I I think there still are common in, in soccer. Not for me. Well, yeah, yeah, But if you go in the player page, they have... It, it hides those that you're not eligible for. Got
1: you. Okay, because I'm not eligible. Okay, never mind about that point then. But I... Let
2: me just confirm, though. That's a good point, though.
1: I thought um, there's no more common draft. I thought it's just... You don't know. There's there's uh, there is there's okay. common. Okay. I must have just became ineligible. But either way, yeah. uh, I guess that point is moot. But the point about this is that Rivals... Sorry, I've lost my... Rivals is <laughs> going to make an impact for both SoRare, MOB, and NBA, but I just don't, I don't know. It still has a common competition in, in NBA, so I don't really see them adding a new common competition. I don't know, I don't know. There's three or four months left in the NBA season. What is it, January, February, March, April, May, June. There's maybe four or five months left in the NBA season. But it's already halfway mm. over. We haven't heard anything about it. So I just don't know if we're getting it this season. Mm. That's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. Um, I know there's people that keep track of uh new daily users on So Rare. Um, I know there's one Twitter account, can't think of the name, but shout out to them. Mm. Uh but we've yeah. seen the biggest increase in new users. Um after Rivals was announced for soccer. Wow. And is there other things that are contributing contributing to it? Sure. Um, is it a coincidence? I don't think so. Um, so it's definitely been successful. Do you have a visual of this? Uh, I don't. I could try and find it, but I don't have it up in front of me. I'll try and find it. Keep going. But yeah, I just think... Um, I think there's been just so much negative sentiment around the NBA and it's kind of trending in the wrong direction at this point. So rivals could be the thing that kind of flips it and kind of starts trending in the right
2: direction. But yeah, I don't, but I, I th- can sorry, go ahead. So I think, and this is something that, that other podcasts have discussed. Like, do you see rivals as being a game for new users or, to provide a path for people that like, God, is it something that that's designed to also be a whale product too, where if you buy a bunch of rare cards to enter rivals and compete at a very, very high level that you can win some like insane prizes, or is it just to try to get people excited, play with their friends, uh, sign up for so rare. And then the other game is like where soar is actually going to make their money. i guess Um, yes go for it
0: i want to say that the person who's on top of the leaderboard um has only used common cards so far i could be wrong i think i saw that on twitter or on x um but Mm -hmm. i guess that's probably an extremely small sample size and probably too small of a sample size but It kind of shows that you don't necessarily need to buy the cards to win rivals at this point. Um, Does it help? Sure.
2: But Mm -hmm. it's not a necessity. Well, that's, and that's because they have the two different, uh, they don't don't advertise it, but there are two different leaderboards. There's, if you enter a non-common card, you will get matched up against someone that doesn't, that also is playing a team with at least one non-common card. Um, so if you're con- like, if you want to climb the leaderboard and you don't have a lot of rare and limiteds, don't play them. Uh, you'll you'll actually probably have better luck if you just simply just play common only. But to me, if I, if I were if I so rare and I was trying to make it more of a product that appealed to both new and whale users, I would kind of get rid of this invisible split leaderboard and say, Hey, if you're like, if you want to actually progress, yeah, at some point you probably need to to buy a limited card because if you're going to compete against someone who has good tactics, makes good lineups, um, you're going to need that that XP boost to actually differentiate yourself. And if you don't have that, you're not going to climb. You're not going to be able to climb up to the next ladder, um, or rung on the ladder.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there we have it. Rivals, Rivals. we just beat rivals to a death, and I think we needed to, yeah, because it deserves it because we're having a good time with it. And I think that's what deserves to be said here at the end is that we can debate as much as we want about strategies and stuff, we can debate about if they will add it to MLB, if they'll add it to NBA. But it's fun, it's fun to challenge you guys, it's fun to challenge random people. I wish there were more competitions. I wish there were more ways to win rewards other than just winning streaks, but we'll see those. They'll come. They'll come. It's still very new. It came out. What? Two weeks ago. <laughs> two so, weeks. yeah, we got plenty of time for them to add uh, many improvements. So there we have it. Should we do a guess who or something?
2: Let's do it. Only, only fair. Which um, tort,
1: that's the real question.
2: All of them. <laughs> all so of we them. gotta do we gotta do a podal. Shout out to Jacob right. for getting the podal, even though that uh, was pretty
1: sick. Yeah, you, you I
2: I texted you Pat Connaughton. You didn't reply.
1: Oh, cuz he was the answer. Yes, because that's I how thought he how, went how, I, was, I thought he went off in so rare or something. No, 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 no. Oh,
0: Bick you know. has two goals already. It's two one
2: already. Wow. Daniel Dobrik has Daniel Dobrik has two goals. Okay,
1: so here we go. So let me so if you would have played a four and one stack right here. Okay, they both have 62 points.
0: <laughs> you could have
1: played Dobrik, but then you could have played Portu as your extra player, or you could have played Romero as your extra player and Romero scored a goal too. So there are there are Now, okay, I know we've
0: already beat it to, uh, uh beat it. What's Again, the saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've yes. yeah. I already said, uh, I'm exhausted. But, yes. But looking at this screen here, I guess the one, another, uh, scenario that you could have, let's say, um, the Girona goalkeeper. And then like Romero is if you're relying on the game to not be a clean sheet, <laughs> Because you pick the defense and the goalie based on who you think is going to win. That's at least what I would do. But if you're thinking this game is going to be 3 2, I guess take all the defenders that you think are, or the attackers that you think are going to score, regardless of what team they're on. Um, because if Romero scores and, and Portu scores another goal, let's say, they're not really taking away from each other. Porto's not getting minus for Romero scoring and vice versa. So I guess that's another instance that I could see is if you're expecting this game to not be uh, a shutout, like Bournemouth not scoring on Liverpool, Mm -hmm. um, then I could see taking
2: attackers on different teams. Yeah, like using your extra. So rather than having two defenders, so choosing an extra to be your defender, you could choose another attacker regardless of whether, and if it's then at that point, it's, who's more likely to get a goal or an assist, you know, is it the third best striker or midfielder on Girona or is the best via be striker more likely to get a, a decisive? Um, of course, the thing to note though, is like, if generally when a goal is scored, someone probably had an assist, just the way soccer works. So you can just get lucky that way. Whereas if you only have one player from the opposite team, you know, you're hoping that, I mean, I guess that player, you really need to have them be involved in the action. Um, but yeah, that's a good point, though, Josh, of like, if you think it's going to be a clean sheet, I would argue then you probably want to stack maybe two defenders. And then if you if you don't, then load up on attackers, uh, maybe even choosing people from different teams. Right. That was the beauty think, of this game. I, I like... figured it out. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> we're never going to lose another rivals match ever again let's go uh, unless we play that, each other then we're going to do the same thing but well, that's, that's true. true but that
0: was the beauty of this game today like Ota scored a hat trick but nunez assisted one gomez assisted one so it made sense to have that many players on the same team yep anyway that's enough rival stock let's get total total it's gotta be cam, cam thomas. thomas of course it is yes
1: Dang it. I wanted one, it so bad. One of these times. The one of these times. All right. It's gonna be on the Bucks again. Bucks guard. You already Let's know. So Pac
2: Pat Connaughton. Yeah, it gets do Pat Conanton.
1: No, he's, he's taller than 6'3. He's,
0: he's number 24 as well. Mm-hmm. It's oh, definitely Thanassus. Although Thanassus is probably tall. Although he's not very tall. Nah. He's no, his brother. he's do
1: taller it. than 6'3. He's he's like 6'9. I don't think so. Yes, I think, he's,
2: I think he's taller than 6'3, but I don't think it's send that it, much. Send taller. it so that we can find out his height. Let's send it so you six, can nine, find out his height. 6'7. Six, 6'7. Seven. Six, seven. There we go. That is
1: okay, so much taller.
2: That is so much
1: taller. Okay. Oh, he's a
0: really high number.
1: Okay. Weird. How about, oh, a really high
0: number? Over 40. TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell. Oh, he's not in the central. Done. Oh, wait.
2: Oh, I didn't realize that or the Atlantic. Oh, okay. He's yeah, six two. Yeah, yeah. so, <laughs> so does that mean they're south? So is it like are we looking south? Some yes. of the Charlotte Yeah.
1: Oh, is it JT Thor? Is he tall? JT Thor is super tall.
0: Or um, uh, is it McGowns? Lamello? Lamelo, yeah. Oh yeah, McGown. Bryce McGown. Oh, could be yeah. Lamelo too. Lamelo has is number zero though.
1: Lamelo's number zero. Six. See- McGowan's he's number I don't know like 20 a, I don't
0: know what number McGowan's is but... he's
1: number 20 something number seven number seven okay. yep that's what southeast
2: I said. so okay what's his
1: height 6'1 he's 6'2 so he's 6'2 six six two.
2: Two. somebody okay. on the Hawks maybe is it Trey Young Trey Young Trey Young yeah. isn't doesn't he wear
0: a higher number
1: nope. no okay oh, oh yeah, he's 11 that's right I forgot mm.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Oh,
1: what's the age? Do we have the age too? Uh, between Uh, 20, 20, so
0: 23 or 24.
2: Okay,
1: yeah, he's young.
0: Um, someone hmm. on the heat,
1: maybe the heat, it could be the heat, it could be. Oh man, who's on the heat?
0: Just give me (laughs) a sec, Jimmy (laughs) Butler. Who's a guard for the Heat?
2: Bam. Wait, they don't. They still don't have Tyler Hero, do they? They do. They do. He's too old. Bam? He's too old. He's not. He's younger. He's only. Bam. He's oh, Bam taller, is taller than, than 6'2".
0: Yeah. Jaime? I was to say, is it our boy Jaime? Yeah. No, he's
2: too young. He's a he's a rookie though. Yeah, he's but young. if he was no, 20, but he was in
1: college for a bit. Twenty
2: three. Okay. Yeah. Send it.
1: What? See if your spelling a- is good. J A oh my I. Isn't his last name J A
0: oh oh, I? Oh I thought there was a C.
1: Not on the Heat. Uh...
0: Not on the
2: Heats. Wait, what team are we? Uh, Who's left thing? in the Southeast? Are we are we? The Pell- Pelli Pellies? It's gotta be someone on the Pellies, right? Is it? I don't... Yeah, who's the other
0: team in the South? Trey I, hate Murphy? That it's, I hate that it's divisions. Trey Murphy. Like I,
2: Trey I Murphy, yeah. You. yeah, That's a good shot. Wait, they're in the West? 30, he's 23 years old. Okay,
0: he's 23. Okay. Wait, we have Wait, one more guess. Pelicans are in the West? What? <laughs> we have one no, more guess. So I'm telling you, to dude. The,
2: the divisions mess me up every time. Okay. Memphis, like the Grizzlies, aren't in the East, right? Are they in the Southeast? No, they're. I think they're in the West, aren't they? Oh, they're the West. Yeah, I think they're in the West. Who else? What? What team are we missing, boys?
1: It's got to be
2: Orlando. Orlando, Orlando. Yes, it's got to be someone on Orlando.
0: Or because isn't there? There's five divisions or five teams per division. So the other team would probably be the – oh, the Wizards. Oh.
2: But are they Southeast, though? Are they Southeast? I think they are. I think they are. Really? Because they're not in the Central. Is it Kyle Kuzma?
0: No, he's old. He's old. No. These two teams are terrible. (laughs) Yeah. Twenty-three wait, year old. Wait, he's is it
2: 60. banchero Is it banchero
0: No, he's no, He's tall. He's taller. He's tall He's tall. Dang. Yeah,
2: baller. Thought he's a short guy. Who else is on the Magic? Anthony Black. I don't have a reason why not. He's shorter. I, I don't have a better guess. <laughs>
0: boy oh, I saw
1: Anthony I saw Anthony it was like no way oh man okay. I have his
0: card in so rare I didn't oh, know he was
1: God. short oh to be honest. I mean if it if it makes you feel any better we had the right team there we, we go we got
2: team. to the right team in the end yeah
1: all right let's do let's send a baseball I feel like we we need to get a dub or something here. Real quick, we're going to rapid fire this one.
0: Um, Josh Hader Jelic. is in the news. Ooh, I like Josh it. Yeah, Hader. Josh Hader.
1: Most recently. Wait, yeah, but yeah, I was going to say he's not on a team. Oh, let's do Yelich. Jel- that's Jel- true. All right. Yelly. Wow, this is, they update it so quickly. Righty from the USA. It's going to be. That not is so obviously
2: central. that is
0: so obviously Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge, <laughs> Aaron Judge no, baby. But it's uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Judge, baby. Oh. Wow. I know what? the age was close too. All right. So, oh, it's AL East, so that is going to be.
1: Righty righty.
0: Um, How about it's gonna be a pitcher. Mm. It's totally gonna be a pitcher. No, it's Trevor's story, guys. It's Trevor's story.
1: Wow, oh, he's thirty one. He's thirty one, but guess him anyways.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, yeah, it's probably a pitcher.
2: Um, in the AL East. It's Dean, he's not Kramer. a Boston or New York.
0: I don't think Kramer's that old, is he? No. How- is Chapman
2: on the? Fuji still? Do you get traded? Um,
0: as is in it Matt Chapman? Sh- I think he's yeah, a free Sean Asian, Armstrong.
2: Right? Sean Armstrong. Armstrong? Who, the, who oh, the heck is. Oh, oh. Thank, thank God. Okay, it's
0: not, I a, have it's
1: so, not a relief. I, have, he, I won he's his so rare card twice. I run his so rare card twice, Sean Armstrong rare card. Oh, wait, isn't there a Hayes on the on the uh Orioles? Austin Hayes. Yeah. Oh, he's 20 28. Oh, this Kramer. Dean Kramer. K R E. 28. Eight. Guess him.
0: hmm Okay, it's All right, tomorrow, beautiful. and it's probably oh, it's not a pitcher,
1: not a starting pitcher, which means if it's a reliever, we're in trouble. It's it's, it's not a reliever. No, it's not a reliever. It's, it's, a reliever.
0: Shot it's, it's not a player. reliever.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, oh, it's not sweet. Adley. Okay.
0: It's not Gunner. Obviously. Okay. Um. You can't Cedric be Mullins is a lefty. It's Mullins. Um.
1: Uh. Mountcastle's younger. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not 30, I don't
2: think. And he's an outfielder, right? He is he left or right? Oh true.
1: I don't know, oh, man.
2: Boy. Oh man. Orioles. The heck. They tra- did they trade did anyone Orioles? get traded? Did they make any did they make any moves? I feel like they really haven't.
1: Oh, they have Jorge Mateo, Ramon Urias.
0: Oh, it I could be Urias. Because he's their third baseman. Oh, yeah, he's from Mexico anyway, duh. I was going to say, does he, he, uh, does he, he say. represent?
1: Yeah. Santander is a switch hitter. Oh, man, we're taking the L today. We are taking the L.
0: Or, like, a backup catcher?
1: Man.
2: I might have pulled up the, bar, the Orioles. I'm so rare. There you go. <laughs> try try James McCann. Oh,
0: backup it's James catcher. McCann. Backup catcher. I told you it's a backup catcher. Yay. Hey oh man i would have never Uh, come up with that we almost had
1: him (laughs) Uh, all right give us give us our outro send us away until next week
0: oh man well you know sometimes you win sometimes uh the quote goes as the quote goes you win some you lose a lot and that was very true today uh and that's okay anyway thank you for listening thank you for your support as always we appreciate it greatly Don't forget to check out the socials. Go subscribe to the YouTube. Leave a rating wherever you are listening to our podcast. And as always, you just attended bang practice. Now you're ready to get in the game. Peace. Peace.